You're listening to the Talent Code Profile podcast. This episode is on customer service. How do you make it work when it's not working? You're listening to the Talent Code Profile podcast. This is based on the Talent Code Profile. Uh, Creator of that is Jim Riefenberger. Jim, you have worked for well over 20 years with people in all different kinds of um, work environments. And you use your talent code system to help sort people. And so here is the question we have, and it's about customer service. We have a company, and they pride themselves on having the best possible customer service. And then it seems to not be working. I'm just going to have you explain what that's about and why you think it wasn't working and maybe your solution. In other words, solve it all. (laughs) Okay, great. Uh, Well, Jeff, I'll tell you a story of a a client that I have, I think, where some success is being seen, is that her particular business is more retail stuff. It's, It's furniture and all kinds of things. And And this particular owner is a supporter. So they they care very much about the connection to the customer. Customer service is probably their number one thing. So, And she's a supporter. Yes. And and she's one of the eight different profiles on the talent code profile. And supporter explains what she does. Obviously, you can see where that support word would work very well with, with customer service. So if you picture her starting a business off small by herself and growing it over the years, she masters this ability to connect with people and uh, be intuitive to read people, and she's great at it. So now this company grows into many facets and has many employees, and now the question comes, she would like the degree of customer service to be elevated to the level she wants. She wants to match her brand experience. So if she's not there, she can feel confident that it's the exact same level of customer service. And I realize in this moment that that the owner wants it better, and I think it's, it's coming along. And so I asked, are we short-staffed or what? And they just hired new people, and they feel good with them, okay? And then we go on to talk about what this experience needs to look like. Mm-hmm. And then the owner says, well, if I was here and just walked them through it, you know, they would see how I would work with someone, but I can't be here all day. Okay. So I said, well, let's just go there for a minute. I said, I've known you for a long time, and I know that two or three people that you trust to give this amazing experience, all three of you have this innate ability to to care for people, read people, and have high levels of empathy. I pick up on that quickly. Mm -hmm. I said, If you've ever met anybody with empathy, they know just immediately what to say, how to look, what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember it when I had my gym business and and my wife worked there and she has high level of empathy and someone would would walk in and stand at the counter. She would see that and if that person had to wait more than 10 seconds, she was antsy because she knew that she needed to do something about it. Where I'd had other personalities that could let that person stand there for 10 minutes and it wouldn't bother them. Okay, all right. I've been in that line. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and we know what it's like to be that customer, right? Yes, yes. So we started talking about how do we train that. And so the the manager shared some policies she was training on, and then we started talking about 
how do you train this inspiring brand experience? And we started working on it pretty well. And I, and as we talked about it, the, the manager said, who is a creator, she says, yeah, that's a good point. She goes, I don't have that much empathy or as much as other people do. And I, I go, I agree. So, right. So she's going to be the one training them and she can do this because she's organized. But what, what's critical is you must hire people with high empathy for those positions because mm-hmm. that's an innate skill God gave them. Mm-hmm. So, so if she hires that right and then does the training correctly, this will work out. But we can see where you would like a creator to be a manager with less empathy because then she can kind of manage the day-to-day you know, drama without getting sucked into it, maybe. Yeah, it definitely would help. Okay. Yep. And so then when we, we did this, they said, yeah, wow. And they're like, you're right. Empathy is critical. And I said, well, I go, do you do one, two, three step interview processes with good people? And they're like, well, probably two. I said, well, if you got past the first one and they were will, if you're willing to interview them the second time, then I'd have them take the talent code because then we could look at that and size up the questions we want to ask them in the second interview to make sure they're a fit for our brand. Hmm. So, so there's power in understanding how all this works. And Jeff, you and I talked about this the other day. You had a great story, I think, with your sister and Zappos I'd like you to share. Yeah, so Zappos is famous for customer service, and I've never really thought until we've talked. Uh, I don't know if they do the same sort of profiling, but obviously they find people with great empathy to answer the phone. And my sister is no-nonsense, not really an emotional bone in her body. She calls up Zappos. I need to get some slippers for you. No, it's from my mom. Oh, okay. And then the person at the other end immediately does what people with empathy do. Well, what's what's going on? Is she moving? Well, she's moving into a nursing home. And then she pauses and she says, oh, I see. Well, that must be difficult for you to do that. And then my sister in a very brusque way says, yeah, she has Alzheimer's. It's not good. And then the woman says again, well, what's her name? Justine. And then she pauses and she says, that's my name. And there's just this stunned silence. And she says, "Um, I'll be thinking about Justine. And then Zappos, you get the shoes like in the next two days. There's a little trinket that comes with the shoes and it's, a, it's like a brooch, or I'm sorry, a locket. And it says Justine on it. And she signed a handwritten card that says, uh, thinking of your Justine, Justine. And my sister, who is as uh, stoic a person as you can find, stops, swallows, and says, I'm buying all my shoes at Zappos. Hmm. Now, when I think about that story and hear what you're talking about, probably somewhere up the chain at Zappos, somebody who's very organized and creative figured out what kind of dollar amount they could allocate to help people make sure they have the good customer service and all these other kinds of systems and checks and balances. And there's probably a checkbox that said, did you give them a wow factor or whatever? 
But probably what at the end, they just said, you just do what you do. How, how could you possibly have trained that into that person who didn't already naturally have the talents to be empathetic? 100%. And, and why not put people at their best? Why not put empathetic people in the front lines where they do what they do? And, and, and that's just, it's, it's so, sometimes it's so simple, but so amazing. And I wonder, you think that lady just loves her job? You know, we talk about we want money and things, but we all know if we love what we do. Can you imagine if she went home from work and told her husband what kind of day she had and she had three or four of these stories yes. to share? Mm-hmm. I mean, and then people wrote back to her. Can mm-hmm. you imagine going her going to work loving her job? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, a talent code profile is a simple enough test. It's nine questions that kind of help you find the lane to get to the talent so you love what you do. Uh, how do I get a hold of that? You can go to talentcodeprofile.com and just uh, take the assessment there. And uh, after five or ten minutes of that in your inbox, you'll get your profile and a workbook to go with that. And that's a great starting point. And if you need more personal stuff, interactions, workshops, you do that kind of stuff too, right? Yeah, some one-on-one work or just come to a workshop to work with your team or individuals come to find out more about themselves. So with Jim Riefenberger, I'm Jeff Gould. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.